praise God. Please turn your Bibles to 1 John chapter 4. Hallelujah. We are um, in this chapter. We're, we're not rushing through this chapter. We've got so much to uh, learn from this apostle. Every verse is important. Every verse has a new revelation in it. And uh, last week, we looked at uh, verse 5. And I think we can pick up, well, actually, let's pick up in verse 4. First uh, John chapter 4 and verse 4, we will progress on to verse 6 today. The Apostle John writes in verse 4, he says, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Then he goes on to say in verse 5, he says, They are of the world, therefore they speak of the world, and the world hears them. Now remember again that the world is tuned into the world. Can I put it that way? <laughs> okay? They're very tuned in to the world. It is a spirit. It's really interesting. You know, a lot of times we just think that, that it's just natural. And, you know, there's the spiritual, which is us. And then there's the natural, which is the world. Can I say something to you? They're both spiritual. I, I need you to get a revelation now. There is a spirit in the world that helps the world understand the world. And there is a spirit in God that helps us understand God. Amen. And we'll see some of that today. Don't, don't have to take my word for it. Amen. Okay. All right. So, uh, and we looked at this last time in some detail, and I really don't want to go back over it because it's all on there. And in opposition to this, in verse 6, the apostle John says, but we are of God. And he doesn't say, but I'm using the word but. Okay. <laughs> he says, as opposed to the world and them listening and them, you know, hearing them and, and understanding what they're saying and what they're doing and having that spirit about them. Can I say that? Okay, we are of God. We have a different spirit. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. And so he says, uh, and this is the Apostle John's way of letting everyone know there is no question about who he belongs to and where his allegiances lie. Allegiance lies. Yeah, anyway, okay. <laughs> you know, uh, singular and plural, okay? And we, we need to be the same way because um, we need to understand who we belong to. We belong to God. And that's where our allegiance lies. You know, we don't care about what the world thinks necessarily because God loves everyone. If we listen to Him, whatever He's saying will actually do the world more good than what the world wants. Uh, amen. I'm just saying that. I'm putting that out there. You know, it's... <laughs> uh, it's is, is that a paradox? I'm not sure. Anyway, it's, it's one of those things that the very thing that is good for them, they don't like. And they don't realize it. And in opposing you, they are by extension opposing what God has for them. Amen. I, and I've seen this happen in countries, you know, where, where they've come in and, you know, a country has been primarily, you know, maybe Christian and something else has come in and overtaken it. And everything that was good that they liked about that country suddenly wasn't there anymore. And so they went off to find another one. And do you understand? Do you understand that they, they think they know what they want, but when they get there, they ruin everything? And the thing that they're opposing are the things that they actually enjoy, <laughs> you know, if you really look at it. So that's really what I'm talking about here. And uh, let me reread this because I had a, a second thought to this. So I said again that this is Apostle John's way of letting us know, or everyone know, that there is no question about who he belongs to and where his allegiances lie, and by extension, everyone who has sided with him. And also clearly reveals the position of those opposing him. 
Amen. The position that they're taking. You see, when you begin to understand the Apostle John saying, listen, we are of God. And we are a certain way. And if people are opposing us, it's not just them wanting to be politically or religiously correct. They are opposing God. This isn't just we, you know, we just, you know, we choose, it, we choose it to do it this way. And you can choose it to do it. That's not what this is. Amen. Now, there were, there were that sort, those sort of issues, you know, in some of the churches. And Paul dealt with it. And he said, those are your customs. You mess with it. You, you deal with it. He said, this is not God. <laughs> okay. And he was very clear. So when the, and, and the Apostle Paul is good in that way that, that he dealt with some of those things. The Apostle John doesn't ever deal with any of those things. He says, this is God, this is not. End of story. Where do you sit? <laughs> you know, you oppose us? You're not opposing me, you're opposing him. And I really need you to see this because sometimes, you know, we get in that place where we think, you know, are we, are, are we too close-minded? Are we narrow-minded? Are we, you know, you know, all those words, okay? And we sort of think, maybe we should expand our thinking, don't do that. The expansion you need to expand is that away, not that away. Amen. Get, get closer to God. Learn more about Him. Amen. And the closer you get to Him, the more things will start to work. And you know what? God knows how things work. Let me just say that. Amen. He's the one who created everything. He wrote an owner's manual and we don't read it. Because everybody knows better than the manufacturer. I just threw that one out there. Okay. <laughs> and have you tried to fix something and you know better? And there's extra parts? And then <laughs> suddenly it's not doing everything it's meant to do. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. He goes on to say in the latter half of verse 6, he says, he who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. Now, even though this may seem <clears throat> to be conveying similar truths, uh, uh, you know, that were brought out before, it, in fact, it is not. So firstly, what the Apostle John is actually doing here is giving us a second test that we can use to determine who is of God and who is not. Remember, he's drawing a line here. And the test is to look at their response to the preaching of the rightly divided word. Did you hear the words rightly divided? Amen. Because people are going out there and they're saying, well, you know, how are they responding to the word? I have one more thing for you. Is it rightly divided? Because sometimes people respond badly to the word when it's wrongly divided. Amen. So I really want to add that, that, you know, to clarify that if it is rightly divided and you're having an issue with it, no, you have an issue with God then, okay? Remember the first test was, remember what? The core values. Remember we were talking about people that are preaching that Jesus Christ is Lord as a core value? Not that they're just saying it out of their mouth, but as a core value they teach that. That is at the very, very center of everything that they communicate to people. Amen? This is the second one. Uh, the next thing he brings out is the fact that as much as those who belong to God have the Holy Spirit confirming the word. Listen, this is really important, okay? Either in their hearts or with signs following, all right? So just as much as, can I say we, okay? Just as much as we have the Holy Spirit confirming things to us. Have you ever had that happen when somebody's ministering something and you go, yeah, that's right, amen. And they may not get it all exactly right. But the Spirit is right. Amen? Don't, don't criticize too much if they're getting a little bit wrong if their heart is right. Okay, that's okay, all right. Because none of us get it perfect. Yours should include it. 
I know, right? A year from now, I'll get more revelation, and I'll go, you know what? Anyway, all right. Hopefully, not nothing big, okay? But listen, this is, the, this is the important thing as well. Those who do not belong to God will have evil spirits influencing them against what is being ministered. Now, you really need to catch that. As much as we have the Holy Spirit confirming things in our heart, there are evil spirits that actually turn people against what is being ministered. And you know, you a lot of times you're scratching your head thinking, all I did was tell him something good. Why are they so antagonistic towards me? Why are they so adversarial towards me? Why do, why do, why do they want to scratch my eyes out? I'm a good man, you know? Yeah, and you, you just, and it's an irrational. Did you hear the word irrational? It's an irrational response to good news. Do you know why? Because there's a spirit behind it. If you don't see that, you'll get mad with the person in front of you and you want to push their face in. And we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. <laughs> okay? If you are, stop. <laughs> okay? We wrestle against principalities and powers and all the stuff that is influencing them. You might say, yeah, but some of them really like to be influenced. I know, right? <laughs> okay? You need to pray and stay away from some people. Love him from a distance. You know, I always tell him that, okay? Yeah, therefore, we should not be surprised if those who uh, want to be influenced by the spirit of Antichrist because they don't want to turn from their sinful lifestyle and such. Now, let me just stop there for a second. I wrote that as a key thought here because this is one of the things. See, <clears throat> what I have found in people that have turned away from God, claiming, you know, science or something else, when you really go right down to it, I mean, really go right down to it. It's because they want some kind of alternate lifestyle to what God permits. And so they are going to try and justify it by science or something else. I'm talking about real stuff here, by the way. And it's amazing how the devil will use people that have desires that they can't get under control, excuses to do the wrong thing, to begin to preach a message that is wrong, that everybody thinks, oh, they're perfect, and what they're saying is right. And you come to find out that all of this hasn't come from a pure base of science or whatever. It has come from a place where I want to live a, a certain way, and God won't let me, so I'm going to do my own thing and justify it. Those who know what I'm talking about, no, if you don't, don't worry about it. Okay, <laughs> all right? So let me reread this. So we should not be surprised if those who want to be influenced by the spirit of Antichrist don't want to know the truth and refuse to listen to us regardless of how wonderful the news is. In fact, in his commentary, Colin G. Cruz writes, a persistent acceptance of the gospel pro proclaimed by the author and his uh, community, that's all of us, okay, we belong to that as well, marks those who are from God and a persistent rejection of their gospel marks those who are not from God. Now, you know, that was really a key thought in what he was saying, persistent acceptance and persistent rejection. See, remember again that, you know, the Apostle John is coming from a place where he's talking about the children of God and the children of the devil. He's not talking about general people. Because there are some people out there are not persistently rejecting Christ. They're kind of on the fence, you know, and, and, they, and they fall, okay? okay? And so we're not talking about those people. We're talking about those people that are just ornery. You know, you, you start talking about the Lord, and they just attack you and pull your eyes out. And, I mean, they just say, well, we know better. You know, we know better. You know, we don't want to hear all this stuff. 
That's what I'm talking about. That is a persistent rejection. Do you understand? Now, does that mean that you don't pray for him? No, please pray for him. That's the problem, is that there is a spirit controlling them. I'm giving you some answers here. I'm, okay, listen, please don't take this as, okay, pastor said, if they're like this, don't pray for them. Let them go to hell. Okay, please don't go home with that message. I'm not saying that I'm just giving you something so that it doesn't damage you. So that, you know, if you're ministering, and you know, the thing when we minister to people, we do open up our hearts to people. And it is out there to, to, to be trampled on sometimes. Can I get a kind of little amen over that? Okay. Because, you know, our heart is trying to, you know, draw them in. And because we love them and we don't want them to be hurt. We don't want them to, you know, be, be harassed by the devil. And they don't even realize they're being harassed by him half the time. And so, you know, we put our heart out there. We start to minister. And they just come back at us in such a way that we just, we can get very hurt if we're not careful. If I don't minister this to you, you'll be so mad with them. That you go, well, God, you know what? Let them all go to hell. I don't care. I told them that's it. <laughs> okay. Like you're the last word on anything. Ouch. Okay. <laughs> Come on now. Just because you didn't get through doesn't mean somebody else can't. It's amazing how many stubborn people out there, like you were, like you were, okay, that <laughs> nobody thought they could get you saved, but somebody came along that spoke your language. And in five minutes, you got it. And then all the stuff that everybody else was saying to you made sense. Hallelujah. Amen. So I'm, what I'm doing right now is, I guess, forewarning you so you can be forearmed. So that you don't go in there, you don't get attacked, you don't get mad, you don't get hurt. You don't turn away, and you, you literally now condemn them to hell because, bless God, they, they walked all over you. Hey, man, this is what we're talking about. This is what the Apostle John is talking about. What he is saying is be careful that you don't let those people do something to you that causes you to have a crisis of faith or lose your faith. Do you all know the difference? Okay, crisis of faith is when sometimes they will say something to you that will cause you to doubt everything you believe. Lose your faith is when you get mad with them. And the Bible says, if you have ought against any, better let go of it. Otherwise, you can't move mountains. Hello. Okay. I mean, lose your faith that way. All right. Okay. I just want to clarify that. Either way, please be careful because what you've built into, you know, you've taken time to come and listen to the word and grow in the things of God. You don't want all of that to go away because one person attacked you or did something that really hurt you. To such a degree that you're almost blaming God for it and saying, God, how could you let them? Well, pastor, pre pastor preached. Okay? <laughs> if you don't listen to him, <laughs> okay, you'd be good. All right, amen. And, uh, you know, <clears throat> if, uh, let, me, let me just say one more thing. Pick your battles. Dear God, don't go charging out there with your sword and, you know, half a shield. And there's 600 people running at you. And then go, God, how come I didn't win? Joel, uh, <coughs> look what you ran into. <laughs> okay. You know, yeah, but that's what brother so-and-so did. Yeah, that's brother so-and-so. That's not you. Listen, you need to know what you can manage. That's why I said, what's the key thing I always say to you? Be led by the Spirit. Before you want to do anything, go to God and say, God, is this me or is this you? But it was a great idea. I don't care if it was a good idea. It still needs to be God. Amen? 
it's a good idea to oppose Satan. It may not be a God idea at that point in time because you're not ready. Did you get the difference? I hope so. Anyway, all right. Some days you just need a little help, okay? Okay. The Apostle John then concludes by saying, in the last part of verse 6, he says, By this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Now, first remember again that the spirit of truth is referring to the Holy Spirit. That's brought, in John, brought out in John chapter 14. Please turn there really quickly. John chapter 14. I'm going to look at two verses, verses 16 and 17. <clears throat> John chapter 14, verses 16 and 17. I'll begin in verse 16, obviously. And Jesus is speaking there, and he says, And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. So notice that he abides with you forever. He doesn't skip out when things get tough. You go, oh, this is getting too hot. See you later, Chrissy. Bye. <laughs> okay? Never do that. All right. All right. Verse 17. The spirit, you know why I said that? No, you know what? I actually said, I was just making a joke there. Some days we think we're on our own. Some days we're battling something and we think, God, where are you? He's going right here. Why? Where do you think I am? Okay? Listen, you know why we think he's not there? Because we stop listening to him. Because bless God, we got to do it our way. It's a good thing. Remember the difference between good and God, okay? And we want to do this and we want to person. And God's going, don't, don't do that, don't you? Because you can't say not to because it's a good thing. Yeah, but you ain't there yet. Now on the other side, let me give you the other side now. God says, go do something. And you go, no, I'm not ready. Go do it. You are ready. If he says you're ready, you know, can I tell you what this, you know... <laughs> In movies, okay, one of the key things, one of the key elements of a good movie is what they call a reluctant hero. I, I, it, it is amazing how many things that the world has got right that is from God. That's why it works. Little inside note here, okay? All right. <laughs> it's called the reluctant hero. It, it's the person that doesn't want to go on the journey, that says, no, I can't do this, in the sense of they don't have a big head. They don't think more of themselves than they ought to. You know what I'm trying to say? I use a Bible verse, okay? <laughs> All right? Do you know what I'm trying to say? Those people that kind of, kind of think, oh, bless God, you know, I can do whatever. That's no, no, no. It's God in you that can do whatever. You, you, do you all hear the difference? Okay. And so, we, you know, the person that sort of says, I don't know God. I, I, that person is the one that's probably ready. Because obviously, listen to me carefully. Obviously. They don't want to go do it. Something in them is pushing them to do it. And I'm not talking about guilt. If it's guilt, please don't do it. Okay? But if something inside of you is saying, go ahead. Man, you know, I did that three years ago. And I failed miserably, crashed and burned. There's nothing left. I'm not, I'm not doing that again. And, say, and God says, yeah, three years ago I didn't tell you to do it. That was you. Today I'm telling you, go do it. It's time. Don't be shocked and surprised if you step out when God says, and the thing that you failed at miserably before suddenly works. And please, y'all hear the please? Please don't pat yourself on the back and say, whoa, I'm so great. Look at me. I'm don't do that. See, again, you're divorcing yourself from God. And the victory that you got because God was there, now you're attributing to yourself, and you're going to get in trouble again. Because now you're going to go take a, you know, maybe... Pick a battle that you're not ready for because now our ego got big again. Why am I going down this road? Anyway, yes, because I want to, <laughs> I remember why. 
because I want to protect you. Do you hear me? There's a lot going on out there. There's a spirit of truth. There's a spirit of error. And if you don't get this right, that spirit of error, listen to me, will also influence you to make mistakes. One way or the other, it's trying to take you down. Do you get this? Amen. So, verse 17, he says again, uh, let me read verse 16. You all forgot verse 16, didn't you? I forgot verse 16. Let's go. <laughs> he says, and I will pray the Father. Remember again, uh, this is going back to John, First uh, John chapter 4, verse 6, when the Apostle John said, by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. And I told you that the spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit, as seen in John 14, 16, where, the, uh, where Jesus actually said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth, whom the world cannot see because it, sees, it neither sees him nor knows him. The world, listen to me, can't see or know him. But, thank God for the but. Okay, but it says you know him. Well, brother, no, no, no. You know him. You may not think you know him, but you do know him. But it sounds like me. Yeah, I know he uses your voice a lot of times. Because you don't listen to anybody else. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Hello. All right. <laughs> well, bless God. I wanted, I wanted to be like somebody else told me. And I did. But they said, no, no, it has to be me. I thought of this, you know, and it was a great idea. Okay. But anyway, he says, but you know him, for he dwells with you, and he will be in you. Today, he is in you. It was a will be back then because Jesus hadn't gone to the cross yet. Today, we can take it, move it forward, and he is in you. He's with you, and he's in you. Amen. And family, you know him. Because you know him, you know the difference between the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. You know him and the thing that's not him. That's why when you walk into something, and even though it might have a Christian flavor to it, you might walk in and go, something is off here. You know, it sounds right, but it just feels off. You have just detected the spirit of error through the spirit of truth that is in you. Or by that spirit of truth that is in you. Do you understand? He's letting you know, this ain't right, it ain't me. Put the walls up. Guard, uh, guard your heart. For out of it flow the rivers, the issues of life. Make sure nothing gets in there and wrecks it. Amen? Amen. Okay. So what the Apostle John is saying in 1 John 4, 6 is that all those who are led and influenced by the spirit of truth which is the Holy Spirit, will hear, understand, and agree with everything that the apostles teach and preach, while all those who are led and influenced by the spirit of error, which is the spirit of Antichrist, will not hear and not agree with what the apostles are teaching and preaching. Accordingly, I, Howard Marshall writes, we'll finish here, over against the false prophets, there stands the Christian community of true believers, including John, and I'm going to say you all. Amen? Okay, <laughs> all right. And all the teachers in the church, they belong to God, just as you belong to God. Hence, it is by their response to the preaching of the true church. Now we're talking about the other side, okay? Hence, it is by their response to the preaching of the true, ch of the true church and uh, that it is possible to discern those who are directed by the spirit of truth, that is the Holy Spirit, and those who are directed by the spirit of falsehood or error. Listen. Your life is being directed by God. Listen, I, I want to make a point here. There are other lives that are being directed by a spirit of error. Therefore, their direction is wrong. Did you, guess what I, did you get what I said? So the path that they're on is wrong. Whereas the path that you are on is 
the godly path is a path that God designed, destined for you to be on. Therefore, it will be blessed and there will be all kinds of miraculous things that should and will happen on the way. Things that just work out. Have you all had that happen? You know, God said to do a certain thing and you go in a certain direction and everything just falls into place. And you just know God's hand is on the thing. Somebody else says, oh, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And they start and... And you can't find them in the mess. You know, <laughs> just think, what happened? How come they could do I couldn't? Hey, hey, listen. They, they were directed. You weren't. You just thought they had a good idea and you were going to copy it. Be careful. You don't know the spirit behind what they did. And you don't know the spirit that is behind or against what you're trying to do. You know, I, I, the best example I have is... <laughs> One of those guys that were trying to cast out demons. And the guy said, uh, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. Oh, that went down bad. Because the demon jumped up and said, Paul, I know. And Jesus, who are you? And the rest of the story isn't nice. If <laughs> I won't go into it. Okay, listen. You better not have a good idea unless you're with God. That's why we always tell people, you know, Becoming a Christian isn't changing religion. Please don't ever think that. You, are, don't, you don't belong to a religion. If you do, quit. Okay, <laughs> all right? This is reality. This is truth. This is God saying, recognize I made you. I created you. Come back to me. Amen. And people try to make religion out of that and it, it gets messed up. We see that in the Pharisees and the Sadducees and all those people that opposed the word of God when it came up to them. In the form of Jesus Christ. Amen? So we don't ever want that. We want the Lord. We don't want the religion. Amen. Okay. So that's what the Apostle John, let's finish here, means and why he says again in 1 John 4, 6, we are of God. You are of God. I'm going to say that about you. He who knows God hears us. He who is not of God does not hear us. And by this we know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Do you have an understanding of that verse now? Amen. I pray that you do. Let's have every head bowed, every eye closed. Father, we thank you today for your word. And we thank you, Father, for the wisdom, the insight, and the revelation that we are receiving through these verses. And I thank you, Father, that as we pay close attention to this, as we take all of this to our heart, Father, as we allow it to renew our mind, I thank you, Lord, that we go from strength to strength, faith to faith, and glory to glory, that we protect our heart, and that we allow you to keep us safe from all the attacks of the enemy, whatever form they take, so that we can continue to be soft and loving and not be damaged when we are trying to do what you've called us to do. Because we do not do it in our strength, but we are strong in you and the power of your might. We are led by your spirit and we'll only take a step when you tell us to. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. <laughs>